ITX Next, presented by the Austin Business Journal. Exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Brought to you by Trim Built Construction, building Austin since 1984. And by the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis. Hello again, Will Anderson here, Managing Editor at ABJ. And I've got something of a loaded question to throw out. Is Austin in a housing bubble? That line of inquiry is impossible to ignore when prices continue to climb by double digits and new housing records are set every month. But experts have consistently told ABJ that the current housing run-up is based on unprecedented demand from financially stable buyers, unlike the investor speculation that drove last decade's subprime mortgage crisis. But you know we still got to ask about a bubble. On this episode of the ATX Next podcast, real estate reporter Cody Baird spoke with Brandy Wench, secretary treasurer for the Austin Board of Realtors, and an agent herself. Brandy also happens to be a native Austinite, so she's seen this change firsthand. Brandy told Cody that it's still a seller's market, albeit not as much as it was a year ago, and it changes neighborhood to neighborhood. So buckle up and get ready for a deep dive into the current state of the realty market as we continue to explore the biggest questions in the Austin area with our ATX Next series. So we're here today to talk about this uh, recent study that came out of Florida Atlantic University where they determined that Austin was the number two most overvalued home market in the country. Is the market in Austin really that overvalued? It's interesting when studies like this come out because it's easy for people from afar to cherry pick data and come to their own conclusions and not really base it upon the crucial factors where Austin is a different market than a lot of cities here in the US. A lot of our stuff is, I guess people say blowing up due to basically job creation and the population growth that we've seen over the last few years with the companies moving here, bringing their headquarters, their employees. And so a lot of that is what's contributing to our our market, I guess, getting a lot of attention. And this study, it kind of, I looked at it and it really just took into account uh, premiums that home buyers are paying. Uh, can you explain how that might skew the data if they're only looking at that? Sure. So if you're kind of looking at like the data year over year, so in 2021, I think the median home price was around 460000 in the Austin Round Rock metro area. And now the median price is about five fifty. So in a year's time, that does seem like a large jump. But when you look at the de- details of the data, we're still seeing a tremendous amount of home sales. Now they're obviously a little bit slower because you know we're seeing more inventory. And so buyers have greater options to look at homes. And so they're not in a rush where you're seeing homes go pending so quickly because buyers are in a frenzy. You know, they're like, oh, there's not a whole lot of homes on the market. We got to buy something quickly. And so we're seeing it slow down and calm, but it's not because the demand isn't there. It's because buyers have more options and they're taking their time a little bit more. And for this study, uh, what other factors could uh, Florida Atlantic University look at when they're determining uh, overvalued markets? Honestly, in my professional opinion, I think they were just looking at the median sales price and how it's increased compared to other markets. And again, historically, it has jumped over the last two years. You know, I was born and raised in Austin. And so as a native Austinite, seeing this type of growth, um, 
it can be a little bit shocking, you know, for someone over the years that have seen it. But when you take a look at the whole economic situation or just the developments and the growth within our city, it's actually, you know, still very affordable compared to other markets in the country. We don't really see in the ground, we don't really see it or as a anomaly and something to fear, I guess, when you're looking for real estate in our area. Are there any markets uh, in the country that are comparable to Austin right now? I can't necessarily say I don't monitor, you know, the other markets where headquarters are being moved to, but Austin is very attractive right now, you know, whether it's affordable for, you know, the commercial aspect for people to move their business here and run it a little bit more affordably for commercial space, you know, versus like California, where you're looking, um, I think a year ago, I looked at the data. And so I'm not specific, but I know a year or two ago, commercial real estate space in California was like around 650 a square foot, which we are far under that now here in downtown Austin. So it just makes the tax incentives a little bit better for people to move here. And then again, you know, everybody complains about California people, but a lot of our economy is driven by people within Texas as well, migrating here, not just outside of the state. You mentioned earlier that the, uh, I mean, the home prices were kind of blowing up a little bit in the past couple of years. Uh, Is it really just you know, people kind of flooding into Austin that's driving these prices up? Or is there other factors that are uh, causing them to rise? With the last two years, we've had a really dangerously low supply of inventory. A typical balanced market, we consider six months of inventory. And we've had 0.2 of a month, you know, less than a month. We're just now getting around close to a month's worth of, of inventory. So the demand is still there, again, with these people wanting to buy a home, whether they're local and they want to be first-time home buyers, or they're moving to the area and there just hadn't been enough housing. And in Austin, the Austin area development has been typically a long process. You know, the permitting process with the city can take months. It can be anywhere from four months just to get your permit and reviewed by someone. You know, we hear builders saying it takes them up 18 to 22 months to be able to get progress and doing a, you know, a subdivision. So it's been a very long permit process. Land development codes have restricted some building in certain areas. And so we've always kind of been behind when it comes to keeping up with inventory and housing. And that coupled with the pandemic and then people not listing their home as much, it just kind of crippled us a little bit. So I think that's also what drove our prices was the demand really, because people needed homes and and they needed somewhere to go. And so when something hit the market, that's why we were seeing the prices start to escalate. So you said uh, now we're approaching a month of inventory. Uh, Are there any projections uh, six months from now, maybe a year from now as to what the inventory might look like, or is it kind of up in the air still? You know, I wish I had a crystal ball to, to be able to predict that, you know, that would make our job a lot easier. Um, but we we don't know. But I can say that in the last few weeks, we have seen our inventory increase almost threefold, which is great. And so some people say, oh, that means, you know, sellers are going to have a hard time selling their home. But we are not seeing that. Homes are still moving quickly. And in terms of sales, homes are still moving quickly. But we last year, I think they were sitting on the market about 15 days. And this year, it's about 16 days. So it's really not that much of a difference. Even though we're seeing more homes listed, they are still moving at a rapid pace. So anecdotally, talking with realtors in the area, some of them have been noticing that in the past few weeks, maybe the past month or so, that homes are staying on the market longer. And they're noticing that it's 
might be sellers pricing a little high and buyers being a little more patient. Uh, is that just a sign of, you know, a typical summer slowdown or is that an actual trend that we can expect here in Austin? Well, I think it depends on the the market area and neighborhood specifically, because we did see some sellers want to be a little bit aggressive in their pricing. But now we're also starting to see some price reductions because the market has shifted. And so I think it's a combination of both. Buyers are slowing down, like I said, because they're having more options to look at homes. The inventory is increasing, so they no longer have to make a quick decision. They can take their time. Um, and some sellers are you know, having to readjust, but that's also where it comes into play to do your homework. Have a realtor guide you to help you with the, the best opportunities for you in this market, You know whether you are buying or selling, because things are changing dramatically and they're changing weekly with the interest rates. And so you do have to kind of think about things a little bit differently and not just kind of throw a price out there and hopefully it sticks or someone's going to offer over asking sight unseen like we saw two years ago. It's a lot different now. But again, it's still a seller's market. It's not as a strong seller's market like we saw before. But we can expect both buyers and sellers to have great opportunities to have a successful transaction. And you kind of mentioned that uh, it's rapidly changing right now, the uh, the market. Is the market always rapidly changing or is that kind of a, a right now we're in this weird situation kind of scenario? Yeah, it, it, it typically doesn't change this rapidly. Like I said, uh, summer is a high selling season usually. It usually starts kind of March, April, our spring season is where it kind of catapults us. And then through uh, the beginning of school is where we see, you know, normally an active real estate season of selling and, and buying. But we are seeing the shift because interest rates just rose. We kind of got spoiled with the low interest rates of the high twos, low threes, and now we're looking in the high fives, low sixes percent for homes. And so that's kind of changed a lot of um, buyers' ability to purchase. If they were qualified for four hundred and fifty thousand at four percent, you know they might be looking at you know the high threes now with six percent. And so it's shifted that. So a lot of buyers are having to change what they're looking for in the home, maybe change their priorities, maybe look at different locations. And so that's kind of a little bit of the shift that we've seen in the last few weeks is people reevaluating, okay, what's realistic for me? What can I expect? But again, the rates are ebb and flowing. So, you know, it could change. You know, when we had the panic a week ago of the interest rates going up almost a percentage, and then the next day they came back down well below 6%. So it's changing every day. So realtors need to keep on top of the industry trends and, and buyers need to also stay informed of what's going on as well. And, you know, speak to their lenders and see how basically their window or their options are for purchasing. And then it's the same thing with the sellers. They need to be flexible, I guess, you know, and not say, hey, I'm listing it at this. I'm not willing to entertain maybe something a little bit less than list price or, you know, some contributions. And we're seeing that with some sellers that they're being a little bit more flexible and negotiating, which is normal of real estate. You know, things are negotiable, whereas before things were just kind of like, hey, take it or leave it, so to speak, because if you want the house, you know, we have five other people that are offering X amount of dollars. And so there's a little bit less negotiation, I would say, over the last two years, but people are collaborating, I would say, a little bit more now. I'm new to the market here, and it seems like the most exciting business to be in. 
It can be. It can be. I mean, it's one of those things. You never know what you're going to get. You know, one day things are going great for your buyers and you're successful and you're landing contracts. And then the next day you're losing out because there are still some areas where you're seeing multiple offers and, and homes going for over listing price. So it again depends upon the area. Different communities, you know, or schools drive those factors or people really want to be in a certain area. And so you can still see that competition. But for the most part, we're starting to kind of level out and balance as a whole. Can you speak about uh, affordability as an issue in Austin at all, or is that out of your expertise? No, I am familiar with affordability. Affordability, before we saw the rising prices, was an issue, and a lot of that had to do with development. And again, you know, the Austin metro area, it's been a very difficult process to build because the land development code was created in the 80s when the city didn't want Austin to grow. They wanted it to kind of stay that small town feel. And obviously we are not that anymore, which is why we see the problems with the infrastructure, with the roads. And we're trying to expand that and get different ways that our people can commute to our city. And so development has been very difficult in the area, which is also why you've seen a lot of the suburbs, Round Rock, Cedar Park, Leander, those have grown tremendously in the last 10 years because development has been a lot easier in those areas. And so people will move out of the city to drive 25, 30 minutes because they have more options. And so affordability is an issue right now within our metro area. But, you know, the Austin Board of Realtors, we, that's why we advocate for candidates, political candidates that support things that are going to help affordability, changing land development code, and also just address affordability and, you know, the density development that will help our city. Some of the uh, the developers I've spoken to that have kind of focused on affordability with their developments, they've mentioned that zoning is often an issue. Is that one of the major obstacles for getting these, these dense, affordable housing uh, complexes put up in Austin itself? Yes, there are certain areas that based upon, you know, when they were created, the zonability of being able to change it is impossible. And so if it's a single family home and being able to put a second unit, an ADU unit on it, it's been very difficult. And so just doing that or even to build up, there are height restrictions within the city limits. And so again, yes, the zoning and the restrictions within the city have created a lot of those problems. ATX Next, sponsored by Trim Built Construction, building Austin since 1984. Visit trimbuilt.com or call 512-689-7881. Let's start the conversation about your project. And by the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis PLLC. Handling high-profile, high-stakes, and mission-critical matters for you and your business. Learn more at cstrial.com. Is the affordable housing within the city, is it increasing? Is there a major push to kind of get more of it there so people that, you know, work in the city can live in the city? Oh, absolutely. 
We are constantly staying in, in touch with the city council and the things that the issues that they're voting on. And so, you know, anytime there is something up for discussion or for a vote, um, Austin Board of Realtors will advocate or send the recommendations based upon what we feel will serve our community in terms of being able to afford housing. And so it definitely is something that we need to address and uh, we are trying to, to stay on top and advocate and, and push for any of those reforms. But yeah, until we start to see some changes within being able to develop more or scrape a lot and be able to put more than one unit on it, it's going to be a long road. It's a hard process and it's not a quick fix, but we have made leaps and bounds, I would think, in, in the last year or two in terms of them being amenable or negotiable and, and listening and wanting to make some changes. But as far as actually getting the changes pushed forward, I think we still have a little bit of a hill to climb. And so, again, until we can start changing within the city proper, you're going to see a lot of affordability options outside of the city limits. I'd like to kind of pivot towards uh, you specifically. Uh, I know the past few years have been very different than a normal market. <laughs> so I guess I'd like to focus on this past year. Uh, what has your experience as a realtor been in this past year? Like how has it changed from this time last year? Are you showing homes more? Are they staying on the market longer? So on the buyer side, there was an ebb and flow. I would say exactly a year ago, I was shown a lot more. It was in the rat race that, hey, this house listed today. We need to go see it today because it could be under contract tomorrow or there'll be multiple offers within the next 24 hours. And so it was always, yes, rush, let's go see quickly. You know, let's get there, try to, you know, be one of the first ones. And then I would say probably this year, maybe February, March, it started to turn a little bit and slow down because we saw a lot of buyers get fatigue when they were losing out on homes. It was just, you know, I had some buyers that we submitted 15, 20 offers and it was very attractive offers in terms and they still lost. And so it was very discouraging for a lot of them. And so some have taken a pause. They're starting to come back now, now that they realize that the competition is less. And so I think it's slowed down a little bit. Again, like I mentioned before, there's not as much as an urgency. There's not much of a rush. They can take their time. They can make a decision. We can look at four or five houses and, you know, decide within the next couple of days whether or not, you know, one of them is an option versus we saw it. Let me know in the next hour whether or not you want to put an offer on this property. And then as far as the sellers, again, like I said, it depends on the area. Some of them are still moving pretty quickly. I've been very fortunate that a lot of the homes that I've listed, they have gone under contract with, I'd say, less than 10 days of hitting the market. So again, it's still moving pretty quickly. Price right and not being overly aggressive and and trying to be greedy, which a lot of people seem to think. But I think it kind of is, you know, leveling out. So, I mean, I guess I'm not showing as much as I used to, but it, that's just a recent trend. Do you think that trend is going to continue with it? I mean, with the market moving as rapid as it does, or do you think it's going to maybe slow down a little bit? No, we're starting to come into a more balanced in terms of a typical showing season. So 
I think it's going to stay the same. We're not going to see again, like we, the frenzy we saw two years ago, but I mean, you have to think too, that we had the pandemic where a lot of people were working from home. And then that's when they found the need of, of more space. They, they needed more space in their home and that's when they needed to buy. And then selling was always a challenge during that time. And so I think now it's going to be a little bit more stabilized where you can not have to rush as much. Prices will still increase in our area. It's just with the economic projections of the economists, it's going to happen due to the job growth and the population growth that is now happening. And then is also projected with the other companies that are committing to come to our area. And so the prices will still rise. We're just not going to see this massive jump that we saw over the last two years. It's going to be a lot more gradual. Okay. And... Is Austin in a housing bubble? You know, it's always interesting when people ask that. And I would just say, no, we are not. You know, a bubble happens when there is kind of a a speculation of prices, when buyers get to think that it's going to increase since they start buying versus prices increasing because of demand. And ultimately, that is what is happening in our market is the demand and the, the economic growth, which is driving our prices. So no, I do not believe personally. And I've, I I know some experts will also say that we are not in a bubble. It's just basically the, the growth that we're having in our area that is driving it. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me. Sure. I appreciate it, Cody. Thank you so much. ATX Next, exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Presented by the Austin Business Journal and brought to you by Trim Built Construction, building Austin since 1984, and the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis.